Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, okay. Good evening. Um, welcome to Last May Miracles. Sorry, you were expecting me to sound more excited than no, don't, don't you cannot be tapping excitement from me. Do you understand? So, welcome to Last May Miracles. Okay, well done. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Um, God is awesome. Uh, please help me welcome somebody as we take our seats so we don't. Uh, thank you. All right. Praise God. All right. So um, it's been an interesting. Let's just say that I was not um, in the meeting when they said that the pastors would handle last-minute miracles. If not, you would have been seeing a guest minister here today. Praise God. And then to now make it worse, they decided to do billboards. And um, I remember <laughs> when it first came out, I was coming back from school runs with my son and... Um, my friend's uh, sons. And then for some weird reason, every time we were in traffic, we would stop in front of the billboard. Every single time. Now, the first time it happened, I don't know, my son was busy. I don't know what he was doing, talking or something. And then I looked at the older son. And then he looked at the billboard. And then I looked at him. And then he looked at the billboard. And I looked at him. And then I like, what? I said, nothing, nothing. And then it was later that I heard that they had been making fun of me being on the billboard. But, I mean, I will never get used to it. I pray I never get used to it. Praise God. All right. So, um, I just want to pray. Um, you can be seated, but my prayer for us, because it seems like a lot of people, I mean, the year and even beyond has been interesting. And um, when you hear the last minute miracles, I don't think we had, uh, we didn't do last year. Okay. Um, so when you hear last minute miracles, you think, okay, let me just carry all my problems, come to church, we'll solve it, and then we'll go back to life. But my sincere prayer is that beyond the event, that this will be, you will realize that miracles are actually supposed to be a part of your life. So that you understand that you are taking not just an event and your problems being solved, but you are literally going with a solution to every single thing you are going to be facing throughout the rest of your life from this moment on. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, so let's start. Um, and that's another thing about having a lot of time. The last, last Sunday was that morning they told us we were preaching. So you didn't really have a choice but to like, Holy Spirit, do something, and then you go there and just trust God. But this time around, we had some time. So you get bombarded with information. But I'm trusting God that he'll help, help me filter quite a few things. And we'll get to the meat of the matter. Praise God. So, um, a miracle is a divine intervention. Okay, so what happened was, when they said, okay, last minute miracles. And I, okay, it's, it's simple. God does miracles, we receive miracles, end of story. Abby? But it's like grace, when you realize that grace is not just, oh, okay, unmerited favor. There are aspects to grace that you can learn to actually position yourself 
to receive grace and to grow in grace. The Bible says that what um, uh, grace and peace be multiplied to you. That means grace can be, can be multiplied. That means peace can be multiplied. Abi? So it's not just, oh, I'm a child of grace, I'm, I'm a creature of grace, whatever it is you want to call yourself, and just fall under grace. There are things to it, or there are, there are uh, nuances to it that you can actually use to, in quotes, exploit grace. So it says grace and peace be multiplied to you, what? Through knowledge. So uh, even though it's unmerited, you can increase in grace when you increase in knowledge of certain things. Praise God. So it's the same thing with miracles. It's not, so, it's not as cut and dry as God, I need a miracle, and then it happens, and that's the end of the story. You literally can put yourself in a situation or in a position. You can position yourself such that miracles become an everyday thing in your life. Um, I shared this story on Sunday. Um, during my... I, I did a master's in 2010 in the UK, and that was a miracle on its own. I literally went on a word, and the, that word was come. Like Jesus said, come, and that was it. So I went on that, and um, because we went on a word, we had no choice but to hold on to God. You know, it's one thing for you to get there. It's another thing for you to be sustained. So we got there, and um, I was going to a church there. It was a predominantly white church, and um, we had cell, like regular cell meetings, I think it was on a Wednesday in the night. And we'll go to this cell meeting, and every single Sunday, Wednesday, sorry, every single Wednesday evening, we'd have a testimony. Every single Wednesday. And um, some of my cell members, I don't know if they were angry or something, but there was this Wednesday, and they're like, how come you have testimonies every time? They were white. So uh, maybe that was it, because typical, typical Nigerian will keep quiet and just beef you from a distance. Okay? So they asked, and so we taught them that we are here on the word. We are here on, and, and we know that the word must sustain us. So every day we look out for a miracle. We are not, we are not at ease. We are actively looking for God's hand every single day. And, and the miracles were <laughs> interesting. And do what we're doing.
Check, check. big deal. Praise God. So you, you understand what I was saying now? How every single day can be a miracle when you are going on a word. All right. Um, so that was how we're living. And then they were asking, because every day will come and like, this is what God did today. This is what God did today. And then they came and they were like, why do you have testimonies all the time? And we shared this with them. So the next time we're having cell meeting. And like, before we could say, we have a testimony, one of them like, I have a testimony. I'm like, you've caught it. The thing about miracles, especially when you understand what the source is, we could have just said, oh, we went to the UK and we came back. And that would have been the end of it. But we were able to use every single day to point people to God, to the source, to who actually sent us. That's how it works. And the guy was like, oh, um, the government, blah, blah, blah. So now their, their perspective has changed. Because now I think the government refunded some money that they were, they were, as in it wasn't money I was expecting. And he pointed it to God. He gave the glory to God. And then after that, <laughs> um, it became this very weird scenario where it was almost like they now turned us to pastors. And this was 10, how many years now? 2010, 10, 11. Yeah. So one of them came out like, ah, he's really trusting God for a job. I'm like, yes, let's pray for you. I mean, it's God, Abby. We're now feeling like superstars. Let's pray. And we prayed. You know, you can't pray that you're like, you shall pray and I'm just pushing them forward, like, shall go. And then the next cell meeting, the guy came and said, that day we prayed, he got six job offers. See, that's what, when, when you understand, because it can stop at that point. But it can also continue in perpetuity when you consistently point people to Jesus. And then because of that, they're coming to you and they're like, we want to know this God. I shared this on Sunday where, um, <laughs> I think I shared it here the last time, I'm not sure. Um, where <laughs> I didn't have the money. I did not have that, trust me. I didn't have the money. And it was on a Monday we did a cinematography course and they gave all of us cameras. So it's not like, I mean, Nigeria where they'll just draw a camera for you. What is this? Shutter. What is this? Aperture. What is this? Uh-huh. They literally gave us cameras and they said we should go and play. That was Monday. On Tuesday, the school calls me and they're like, guy, where's our money? Our balance. And so I told my wife, and they're asking for their balance. And of course, for somebody who's going in the name of the Lord, we tell them we are coming. And then we just, we, we did not even pray. We just like, Lord, you said we should come. We are here. That was Tuesday. Wednesday. I just felt led to gist. So I had friends, obviously I had friends in Nigeria. And I called one of them, just gist. I wasn't looking for money. And then this girl, she was working in the bank at the time. And she was like, oh, um, do you shoot documentaries? I said, yes. I didn't tell her it was Monday that I carried camera. 
I said, yes, it's not a documentary, documentary day. And I got for UK, so I like UK is not far. Trust me. It's UK, in Lagos. We are there. This was Wednesday. And then she said, I oh, want to shoot something, a documentary for the bank. So we had negotiated for one day. And then she she's like, are you sure you can finish in a day? If you are a producer or you are into film, you understand what that means. As in, she was doubling my time. Do you understand that? As in, do you want more money? Let me help you interpret it. Uh-huh. I'm like, ah, why not? So that because one day we'll be stressed. I'm like, yes, it's true. <laughs> Stress. Friday, I was on a plane to Nigeria. And I was reading tutorials, watching videos all the way to I was, ah, yeah, what have I done? What have I done? What have I done? <laughs> and then I get to Nigeria. And I get to the bank. And the MD, the people who were supposed to film, the MD was white. And I go, oh, you just flew in from the UK. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. The man, anyway. <laughs> and then we did the thing. And that thing paid for my balance of the school fees and some months of rent. So that's how we're living every day on a word. And that's how these things work. God speaks. He paints a picture. That, sometimes that's all God will do. He'll paint a picture. You see the picture, and because of that picture, that picture is what we call hope. Because of that picture, faith is stirred up in you, and then you start to run. He's not going to tell you about the things you'll meet on the way, because if he did, you'll not start. But then, you start to run, and then he starts to meet you as you are going. And that's where you see that God is honoring your faith. Praise God. That's how this thing works. Um, now, the, there's a difference between, because the truth is, I know some Christ, um, people that are not Christians that seem to be doing well. I know some people who are not Christians that change their car every two years, and I don't mean Dokumo. They buy brand new cars every two years. So there is a, there is a reward for labor. You can't take that away from anybody. If you work hard. So it's a principle. God is running this life, this earth, on principles. If you work the principles, you will see the results. So there are people that are living off those principles. They are not Christians. I remember when I was young. I don't even know how old. But I was, I guess, for some weird reason, I wanted to become a millionaire. And I wonder why. Um, so I ran, as in I'm seeing, I, I can see it. I ran, I was probably almost like still in primary school. So I ran to the kitchen. I'm like, I have an idea. How many of us are old enough to know Bassia and Company? That was me. Because I had, I always had all these weird schemes. Bassia and Company is like Pinky and the Brain. And more people said yes. <laughs> Every day they had this weird scheme. If you want to be a millionaire, you think like a millionaire. That was our um, byword. Want to be a millionaire, you think like a millionaire. So I ran to my mom. She was in the kitchen. And I'm like, if I ask, I think it was 50,000 people to give me 2,000 naira or something weird like that. 
I'll be a millionaire. And my mom just looked at me. She didn't want Sammy. I think she had, she had seen enough of life. And so I started my list. And I think I stopped at number 15. Because I don't think I knew that many people in this life at age 7. So, the truth is, if I had known enough people, and if they were feeling generous towards me, I pro- that's what, 50,000 people. <laughs> Even now, I don't think I know 50,000 people. But anyway, the point is this. There is a result that process and labor can give you. There is something eh, that favor will do for you. So you are in traffic. You are driving the same car. And they ask him, how did you get your car? And he's able to tell them, ah, I've been in the bank for 10 years, uh, my something, 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 and he's able to do all the pa, 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 and then you can get to the bottom line, and that is how I got my car. And then you ask the other guy, ah, and he's like, Monagodo. Do you understand? One is labor. One is favor. I've enjoyed the favor of God. Praise God. As in, and see, and, and that's the thing, that's the weird thing. A lot of us, we, we would rather be the spectators when God is calling you to be an actor on that stage. This can be you. This can, this can be your own story where you take God at his word and you start running. And then you start having testimonies. And then you don't have a pulpit, but you have a pulpit. Did you get that? I was not a pastor when I was, when I was, when I was in quotes, pastoring those people. Because then they will come to you. Ah, they will come to you. Let's read something. Maybe I should, let me quickly define. And this is my own definition. You understand some of the things later. I'm going to pick out some things and explain. Um, a divine intervention, that's um, a miracle. A miracle is a divine intervention that suspends or defies natural laws, processes, or consequences. Natural laws, processes, or consequences. So when you see Jesus walking on water, laws of physics will not, should not allow that. But he was defying natural laws. Abby? So when you see um, the axe head floating, metal that heavy or that dense should not be floating. So those are miracles, suspending natural laws. Praise God. Um, so how did this come to being? God is supernatural. He's divine. He's coming or he created this earth outside of the earth. So the laws that govern the earth, um, um, gravity, um, buoyancy, the law of lift and drag, and all those things that we are trying to overcome as human beings using principles, he is not bound by them. He's not bound by time either. Abby? So that when God now decides to deal with man, so God came into partnership. Let me not say God created man. And man was supposed to derive um, life from God. Now man sinned. In other words, at that time, at the beginning, man was not bound by all of this. Man was supernatural. So when man sinned, man died. But he didn't die. He died. Did you get that? Okay. So there was a disconnect. But all through the years, 
God had been looking or he was looking for a people that he could manifest his glory, his power, his presence here on earth through. So he chose Israel, starting from Abraham. This is history now. We know all these things, I mean. And that was where he's, he's um, manifesting his supernatural through man, started from. Because then Abraham was already very old. And God said, you will have a child. Have And then from there, we had all the 12 tribes. We had Israel and all of that. Um, so that's essentially because every single time God has to come into a situation, he cannot be bound by the parameters of that situation. So that's where we have miracles from. So you have a God that is coming from the outside and he's like, this axe head should come out. Huh? Because you brought him into that situation. So the axe head will float. So every time you bring God into a natural situation, you are bringing a supernatural being, a divine being, into a natural situation. Now, there's a difference because, don't, don't forget, we talk about process and the person that has gotten it through labor. Um, some people have even taken it the extra mile and have supernatural means to which they get their, to which they can boast of their success. Abi, we know of these things. Now, if you look at um, the ten plagues, do we know the ten plagues? First, Moses dropped his stick. They dropped their sticks as the magicians dropped their sticks. And the, the sticks, well, the, the sticks turned into snakes and the snakes were swallowed up. Yes. So they were able to replicate. Am I right? And then he turned the water into blood. And then the Bible says that even the magicians were able to turn the water into blood. He replicated. And then, I think it was frogs came. And somehow, they were able to conjure up frogs as well. And then the next one was gnats. And they were not able to. And then the next one was flies. And they were not able to. There is a limit to where even those with spiritual power, as long as it's not coming from God, they have their limits. And then God was like, eh. Do you understand? Back to back to back to back. They, they have limits. So even if they can replicate, they can only replicate to a point. Even if they, they can buy the car, you can't buy peace of mind. You can't buy health. There are things money cannot buy. There are things that are... <laughs> you, can't buy, you can't buy assurance. And that's what we have. Is it because we don't, we don't go through stuff? We do. But we have an assurance that all things work together for good. So that even when we are going through bad stuff, because we are here on earth... It will happen, even if it happens. Just have a confidence that this is working for my good. And if you stay long enough, you will see the end of that story. I've seen that happen too many times. 
Okay. I'm trying not to jump ahead of myself, but I can't help it. Okay, so let me say this one. Because sometimes, uh, this is even like, we've gone many steps forward, or just roll with me. Sometimes we have an idea of what we want. So our prayer point is more like, God, please talk to this person to give me the money. I have some guilty people in the house. <laughs> like, you know where your miracle is coming from. You just need God to uh, adjust. <laughs> oh, you just got it. <laughs> Lord, that uncle, he has it. Let's not waste time. Tell him to give me. Abby? 2014, um, we had a meeting at Pastor K's house. Okay, we had a meeting at Pastor K's house. And my house wasn't far from his house, so I, I was going to walk there. A walk that should have taken maybe 10 minutes, probably less. It took maybe like 25, 30 minutes. And by the time I got to his house, I was drenched in sweat. Now, we didn't know what it was about. We didn't know why. I still, I mean, I just saw I was tired. 2014. And then, after a while, I was losing weight and all of that. So, I went to the hospital and of course, they said it was typhoid and malaria. <laughs> it is well with Nigeria. Um, so, after a while, I'm like, this is getting so much. I traveled. So, I didn't travel for, like, to go to the hospital or anything. I just traveled because I thought I was just stressed. Because if they are still saying typhoid and malaria now, have you? So, I went to the UK for a month. It was October. Spent the whole 30 days. I went to the gym every day. You know... <laughs> Uh, you know, um, Rocky. I was, I was feeling like Rocky that time. As in, I'm j- it, was, it was already getting towards winter. You know, October is really cold already. So I won't wear any, I'll just be my t-shirt and my joggers and my trainers. And I'll be running. And you know that um, Rocky soundtrack. And I'll get to the gym. And I'll pump everything. And I came back buff. Even me, I know. And I came back. And I lost everything again. And just somewhere along the line, my mother-in-law just said, why not test for thyroid functions? And then we did the test. And then, oh, it was hyperthyroidism. I'm like, so why did I have to travel? You could have just told me that. So all of that happened 2014. And then years went by, I was taking a cocktail of drugs, like major drugs. (laughs) And then after a while, they said that progressed to what is called Graves' disease. A grave, grave. Graves' disease. <laughs> but we're still holding on to God. Now, last year, July 25th, some people were still arguing, hey, I what happened in September. Like, you can't tell me when it happened. I'll tell you why now. The day after I off, after the Sunday, Monday, we moved to the island. That day, Monday, I had a stroke. And long story, my son took me to the hospital. The story is long. And God, I mean, I'm here. <laughs> you know? So God is faithful. So, grief's disease. Your eyes start to bulge. Do we, if I have any medical person in the house, maybe they can cover it. Your eyes start to push out of the socket. It starts to become big. You have a goiter. So I already had the goiter. One eye was already bigger than the other. I hated, even, I mean, 
I never liked taking pictures, but I even hated you more then. So one eye was already getting big. And then I had this stroke. And this is the first time I'm saying it to anybody apart from my wife. Because it is weird. I'm like, eh, babes, it seems like there was a reset too. Because my eyes are not bulging again. The goiter is gone. I, didn't, I don't know how else. Because I was supposed to have surgery to remove the goiter. At the very least, there's nothing I can do about the eyes. So it might, I was going to pray about it. <laughs> if I was going to try to work it out. I'm like, hey, God, let the surgery go well. At the very least. Have and then this eye will be wearing sunglasses. They will think it's fine, but they will do I mean, if you would have. There was a reset. Like I said, this is the first time I'm saying it ever. Because it's hard to even try to fathom it. Do you understand? Like, why would a stroke reset Graves' disease? My eyes are not... If you, if, you're, if you see how my eyes were looking then. To the point where there was a girl in a shop. When you say, ah, you can help me slap her. Um, <laughs> I was in a supermarket... I was you know, saying, just be sh- show grace and be wise. I don't want to say be foolish. Yeah, don't be foolish. But anyway, she saw me in the supermarket. Ah, pastor. No, I wasn't a pastor then. Ah, Miss Ali. Uh, I knew you back then when you used to be fine. <laughs> and I ah, bless you. I didn't mean bless you. I actually go home and I, I told my wife. He entered. That one, that one entered. It was that bad. There's somebody that, that had diarrhea of the mouth could just say it. That you used to be fine. Yeah. So I wonder how many people were thinking it. But those ones had home training. So when you see, I still see her in church. The day we opened a branch in Kano, guess who's going? I'm not being detective, I'm just saying. <laughs> but I think ah, she'll be very useful in Kano. Praise God. Um, so don't try and box God. Please don't try and box God. God is too beyond us to be boxed. This same master we are talking about, the year before, my wife had gone. So, so this testimony, testimony, testimony. Um, she wanted to go for her master's in Manchester and we're getting married. So my mom, so she had already, she was going to try and raise money and all of that, blah, blah, blah. And my mom insisted we must get married before she goes. She didn't like it, but she agreed. So we got married, and then she did this PTDF scholarship thing. Some of us will know it, because she's a chemical engineer. So she got the scholarship. Um, so with that scholarship, she was getting accommodation. Of the government was paying for everything. So accommodation, they were paying her a salary to be in the UK studying. With a laptop, every as if she, she were living, she was living large. Of course, I was still in Nigeria, so I would go once in a while, conjugal visits, amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all of that. So that was one testimony on its own. 
And then there was now my own testimony where God just said, come. Because I chose, she was still there. I was here when he said, come. So I went. And God sustained us. Now we came back. And I've shared this also. And then there was this other lady that said, I want to travel. I want to go for master's. But I don't have money. And I started laughing. And I called my wife. And I said, she wants to go for master's. And then we started laughing. And then we now told her what God had done. And I said this to her. I don't know how God will do yours. But I know that he will do yours. So that by the time God showed up for, for her, she had already gotten a job in the U.S. So how was, how was when she told me how much she was paying, I think it was close to $50,000. As in my heart caught, but I laughed. Do you understand? I was not in faith when I was saying God will do your own. Eh. <laughs> some things we need to say so that you understand that you just speak sometimes. And then let that person run. Because the person has seen a picture. The picture is hope. Now the person mixing it with faith will see results. So why should you be the one that will say, ah, $50,000? Hey, hey, my own nourish that one. No? <laughs> because in your mind, there's a limit in heaven. There's a cap. Anything more than 15,000 pounds, you can't go. We, can, we, can't, we can't honor this check. Yeah, but God showed up for her. Everything was sorted before she left. Yeah, and then she now took it to another level. I've shared it here now. How her faith, and her, as in every other day, she was now calling me. Yeah, I have this grant. Yeah, I have this. Yeah, what do people, uh, Africans in diaspora, they're giving me this 500 pounds, 500 dollars, 1,000. i like, it's my testimonial. As in, let's, let's count down. You are taking this thing a bit too. Count down. And she did hers. So what am I saying? I don't know how God, God will do yours. But he will do yours. That's how it works. Now for that person who thinks that God is this... What do you call it? That thing. I don't know what you call it. Anything gamble. That's in Slot mash. Who said it? <laughs> Let's talk after. Um, God is not a slot machine. God is not to be used. God cannot be mocked. So, God prefers relationship over just delivering your gifts. So, you need to hold that at the back of your mind. God cannot be mocked. I just needed to say that for somebody who thinks that God is just, oh, eh, when you come into this, everything will be fine, and then we move. No, we don't move. God cannot be mocked. He sees the heart. So when I tell you that God is going to meet your needs, sometimes it comes with conditions. We don't know that. And that's why I said sometimes this um, uh, miracle thing, uh, you get a miracle, it's, it, it's so loaded that it's just more than you showing up. The fact that you show up is not enough. Praise God. All right, um, okay. So, like I said, so miracles should never be your destination. Oh, God, do this for me, and that's the end of it. And then we don't see in church again. God is seeking for relationship, all right? Um, so, why should we expect miracles? So, let's go to Mark 16, 17, and 18. Mark 16, 17, and 18. It says, this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new songs. Next, they shall take up serpents. Uh, they, if they drink a deadly thing, they won't hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, they shall, and they shall recover. Um, okay, yeah. 
essentially, because now there is a restoration to the supernatural through the birth of Jesus. So, not the birth, the actual death and resurrection of Jesus. If he only came, and that's all he did, we won't be talking like this. He had to die. And he did not just have to die, he had to be resurrected. That's how this thing works. That's how we are reconnected to the source. So now we've been reconnected to the source. And he's saying that you are meant to do, to do the miracles. You are the one that will do the signs and the wonders. Because signs and the wonders are literally a sign that points people back to me. One of the testimonies um, of, of this uh, trip I went that back then. And the reason I'm going far back is not because there are no new ones. Trust me. <laughs> There are plenty. But the reason I'm going that far back is because a lot of us are in that space where we want to travel or we have people there. You can tell them this and encourage them. Do you understand? Okay, so after that trip and I went and I came back and I, I think I actually started the story. I didn't end. So I came back and my Indian friend in class noticed that I was away from Friday to Tuesday. And then he said, well, where have you been and all that? And I told him the testimony. So, I wasn't telling him the testimony as, oh, I've been able to raise my school fees and we're good. I told him the testimony like, this is what God did for me. And by the time I was done, he would look at me and because they are Indians, they, I don't know, they had. And I was like, you need to take me to your temple. <laughs> that is the reason why we get miracles. John, you get it now. It's not for you to eat and clean mouth and keep quiet. You must speak about it. You must talk about it. You must point people back to the source of that miracle. Praise God. That's why. So when God reconnected us and made us eligible for miracles, he's not just doing it because, oh, these are my people. Let me sort them. No. These are my people. Let me sort them so that they can bring others in. That's how it works. That's why we have miracles. They are literal signs. The way you see a sign that says, turn right to Osaka, London. It's the same way. You're holding this sign, and it's like a miracle. And people are seeing that, like, wow, turn right to Jesus. This is the way to Jesus. That's why, see, that's why a lot of us will not see miracles. We are too busy looking for our own. Not knowing that when you are seeking the father's heart on the matter, which is to bring souls to him, then he will sort you. Or seek ye first the kingdom. Because the father knows that you have need of all these things. That's how he says, Abby. And all other things will be added unto all these things, all these things, all the things that they are running after will still be added to you. Praise God. And <laughs> I don't know the picture we have of God. Sometimes God, for your sake, he won't be nice. Let me explain. I'm, you will understand some of the things I'm saying when I try to cap up, uh, round up. So this year has been funny in terms of work. And so at the beginning, they were telling me, oh, um, we're going with that agency, blah, blah, blah. So I, I'm into animation, visual effects, advertising generally. And they were saying, ah, I want to go with our agency, make sure they do all the things we, we want, we need. And I didn't fight. 
But the year was quiet. Up till a point. In, I think, August or October. No, I think it was October. I said something on the island, on the mainland. I'm like, don't close it down 2023 yet. And that's why we're here. Last minute miracles. Abby? Do not close the door on 2023 yet. I didn't know I was talking about me. I was talking to me. So after that, they called me. <laughs> and they were like, um, want you to do some things. You know when they've sent you away and then they call you back and then they start listing all the things they want to do. I'm like, ah, what happened to the agency that you guys were using? And they're like, oh, we had to sack them. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> That's terrible. I didn't mean that. <laughs> That's just terrible. When God said that he will give men for your sakes. That's the promise though. Hey, literal men, he can literally cause. I'm trying not to affect your, your perspective of God, but men can die for you. You are that precious to him. He can literally take men out of the way. So be mindful of what you say. <laughs> because if you bring God into a matter and he's like, let me, should I take them out? You'll be done still begging, oh, ah, God. It's not like that. It's my pencil is stolen. Like it's pencil, pencil. Don't kill him yet. Uh, he will give men for your sakes. So, I'm breaking some things down so that you start to see. I'm, I'm hoping that you start to find yourself. Maybe you've not noticed, but I've talked about health. You're getting now. I've talked about provision and how God is standing up and fighting for you. I've talked about the fact that God can actually lead you and order your steps. So maybe, because I'm not putting other headings, I'm just trying to help you now. See God in everything. Bring him, bring him into everything. He is well able. And sometimes, it's just simply because don't forget, we're talking about the fact that, or we're talking or on um, why, why do we have miracles and all that. Sometimes it's just because he loves you. Because you qualify, he loves you. Sometimes he'll just show you mercy. How many of us have been good all year? Every single day of this year? Nobody. Pastor Yomi. There's work. Like, literally, nobody... You can't even, nobody's, you are not even willing to lie. <laughs> but God is merciful. And sometimes that mercy, eh, it will show up as a miracle. Let me explain. We'll touch, I see, I'm really hoping you see yourself in all this stuff because there's no more than this. If it's miracle, it's God, no other source, eh? Then now we're talking about how you are aligning yourself, positioning yourself, standing on the word, walking in faith, or running by faith. Years ago, um, you can't make fun of me after this. Okay. Years ago, um, it was middle of the night. Uh, the generator was on. Oh, yes, the generator was on. Don't judge me. 
I'm warning you down now. Okay. Generator was on. And then, you know when the gen is about to go off? And it's doing that... And maybe you're watching something. And you don't want it to go off. So I ran outside. I pushed you. And while the gen was still doing his thing, I opened it. And I poured the fuel. Unfortunately, I saw the, there was a spark. And then I saw the fire run up the fuel. And my whole arm was engulfed in fire. I let out a roar. But my wife was upstairs. And she said, <laughs> she said, she thought some cats were fighting. <laughs> I warned you <laughs> before I started. There is space for you in Kano with that girl. <laughs> <laughs> But because God loves me, <laughs> um, there was no. <laughs> I shook the fire off, like up to here, like the whole arm. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I'm laughing because I was on fire <laughs> and I was running to the big I don't know what's happening. <laughs> went out and there was nothing as in nothing <laughs> see apart from the fact that I had no hair <laughs> and I was smelling like a <laughs> for a while <laughs> there was nothing I'm serious there was zero like no pain not even like always oh, you know like the pepper from fire like it's pe- there was no there was no peppery nothing so even in your stupidity, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> God will just show up like, this will kill yourself. <laughs> Let me just, let's just help him. <laughs> God is faithful. See, when everybody is saying God is faithful, sometimes that's just mob action. When some people are saying God is faithful, it's because they are thinking, like, oh, I should have died since. <laughs> Do you understand? That, that, that's where you start getting, that's where you start, start seeing people that are not, they don't, they don't have a choice but to give God a name. Because when God shows and he does something that just negates every report, he does something that, oh, remember the definition? You know, I added consequence at the end, Abby. I thought it was a uh, fluke. Eh, consequence. I could be dead today. Another person that died because of generator explosion. Consequence. Sometimes God suspends consequence. 
Praise God. So, when, when some people, when they say God is good and I uh, says all the time, for some people, not all the time, or whatever it, it is, because after a while, especially after that stroke, and when I came to church and I was walking, uh, because what they said at the hospital when they did the scan, there was a clot in my brain, and they said, if you had gone to the right, I'll be paralyzed on the right. I don't know how true that is. So, so on the left, I'll be paralyzed, or I was dead in the middle. And, of course, they didn't want me to, I was supposed to travel for the birth of my child. So, because I saw the price of tickets, if I needed to shift it, I had motivation to walk. So, the physiotherapist will come, and she'll be like, you have to use a walking stick. I'm like, never. I can't. She's like, eh. And then she'll like, get a Christian, I'll be like, yes. Like, hey, all these Christians. Hey, it's just an age. But the truth is, I believe. Because I can be like that. Men are babies. The thing that someone will go through, they have a cold, they have their, on their period, as in, and they are still moving. A man will have a cold and will just be in bed like, the world is ending anymore. I want to die now. What was that? <laughs> I was like, if I take this walking stick, I probably will be using it one year after. I'm like, don't give it to me. They're like, you must have it. I'm like, no problem. I will take it. So Pastor Jethro was there. I'm like, oh, my wife has one. Um, Staneka, she fell and broke her leg. Long story. So she, they gave me the, the walking stick. I'm like, I'm only going to send you a picture. I will never use it. She was angry. I'm like, you can't be angry. Because I know what I need to do. If I get to the airport and they are wheeling me and I'm like this and all of that, they will send me back. That this one is not fit to fly. So I had to walk. I learned. So the physiotherapist was like, you have to do 10 of this. I'll do 50. You have to, so faith doesn't mean you're not putting in the work. So I'm confessing. Um, what was I saying then? This is the victory that we have. Um, even our faith, that victory overcomes the world, even our faith. That was all I could confess at that time. Even our faith. Well, I was still moving. I was still be holding on to things. And I was walking. And I was learning to write again with scripture. And learning to read. And learning to even gather thoughts together. Thoughts were not cohesive. Do you understand? I want to say something. My brother will be there. I want to say something. I will start. My brain knows what he wants to say. My mouth is not cooperating. I will start and like... Mm. He's like, eh, just take it easy. Eh. And it was, that's how we're doing. So he'll be sleeping beside me. I'll be reciting scripture. Oh, you think that because they said you're not a Christian, that everything will be fine, period. It doesn't work like that. So, how did I get there? I would um, exercise. I would walk. I will walk. I will walk. I would do all of that. Um, and then I got to the U.S. to see my baby. As I was landing, literally, as I got to the airport as we landed. My wife was saying, the baby's coming. I was like, hey. We go home, drop the bags. As I was getting to the, to the hospital, like 15 minutes, probably less, the baby came. I'm like, oh, praise God. But the work, it doesn't stop the fact that you've already gone through something. So that was a period of recovery for me. And we didn't tell, we didn't really, really tell <laughs> um, the cousins that my, my wife was with at that time. 
So they'll be walking. So in their minds, everything is fine. And we're in New York. And the way they walk is like in London. Those people, they walk like they're going somewhere. And I'll be walking after them, and I'll be sweating. I'll be drag, as in, I'll be dragging my feet. There was one day, uh, my first son, so he's 12 now. I'm like, let's take a walk. And they think that would have taken maybe 10 minutes, because at the end of the one month I spent there, I did the same walk, and it took me 10 minutes. But it took us an hour. And then the next day, I'm like, let's take a walk. I'm like, no, I'm not going with you. It was like that. Where I was holding on to the word, I was putting in the work. Oh, I was in pain. There, there were days where, so that's why I said about there's a limit to what labor can do. That's the assurance that God is going to show up regardless. So that is what kept me going. Do you understand? If, if, if I was going to go by labor alone, then I'll still be visiting hospitals. Till now. I should, actually. <laughs> there are some people I can't tell that I've not gone to the hospital in a while. Because they have a bit of influence on me. So they will, hey, you've not gone. Go tomorrow. And sometimes you may not have a choice. So you don't see anything. Let's all assume that everything is fine. Praise God. All right. So... We are getting to, we are still going to pray. Time is up. How? No. We have to pray. Oh, no. And you let me just be going like that. No, we'll pray. Praise God. But that's the other thing. God doesn't need a long prayer when he's already in your matter. Okay, so let me explain. Uh, Because some people think that it is in the intensity (laughs) of your prayer. Hey, see, a whole year of God sustaining us, a whole family, on come, how much more when you now have that, and there's no pressure, and you're like, God, this is what you said. This is what you said. And that's what we are going to do tonight. Last Miracles is about God showing up. But I don't want you to live with a last miracle mindset. I need you to live with the fact that God can be walking with you every single day. That's why we are sharing all these stories, though. I can list things, we'll do point one to five, and then we can share the grace and go home. But the reason I'm saying all these things is because I know that some of you or some of us are going through these things right now, today. And this is how you overcome. Standing on word, finding what he said, standing on it, and staying on it. That's what works. I don't, I don't know any other way. Praise God. So we are going to pray, and God says some specific things that we'll pray about. So just bear with me. I need to say this. Um, let's read Joshua 2 very quickly. After we do this, then we'll pray. Joshua 2, 9 to 11. This needs to be said so that you understand who you are. And she said, so this was Rahab, okay? The spies are come. This is Rahab, the, the ex-prostitute and all that. So she said to the men, I know that the Lord has, sorry, it's a choir, things. if I start singing, amen, amen, and all those things. <clears throat> I know that the Lord has given you the land that your terror is falling on us, 
and that all the inhabitants of the land was faint because of you. Next verse. Next verse, please. Okay. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites that were on the, side, on the other side of Jordan, Sihon, and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. Next verse. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is in heaven above and in the earth beneath. Um, some of us, we have friends who are going through stuff. They are not Christians, and they come to you, and they say, take me to your church. That's a failure on your part. That's why I said this one needs to be said. We've laughed, Abby, and we are good. This one needs to be said. They come to you like they came to Jesus, but they didn't say, Jesus, take me to somebody higher than you. They spoke with Jesus. I'm talking about uh, Nicodemus now. I mean, now they come to you and then they say, Take me to your church. I'm going through stuff. Do you know what that's saying? We are on the same level. You cannot help me. That's literally what just told you. Did you catch that one? They just told you that you are powerless. Take me to where there's power. So even, even you, if you are one of the layabouts in your church, at least your church should have small power. That's what they just told you. The unbelievers, they know what to expect from a believer. That's what this story is telling you. <laughs> even in school then, the calls boys, club call boys, when they want to come to church on Sunday, they wear white. They wear cross, and they'll come to church. You remember me? Okay. <laughs> they'll come to church, and they'll be like this. Because in their mind, they have an expectation of what church should be like. They know somewhere in within them that church is holy ground. Abby? And then they come to your church. And then they see your choir. And your choir is trying to conform to Whiskey. They know that something is wrong. Because they have an expectation of what church should be like. They know that this is where power is. They know. Hey, they know. I know how I used to be and the people I used to roll with and how they, after I got born again, of course, they didn't believe for a long time. <laughs> Trust me. The kind of things I was doing back then. They thank God. And they will do all their things. And then later, they will come and they will sit with me and like, guy, everything is not okay. Oh. So they come to your church. They see our guys dress weird, dress funny, as in we are still conforming to them. And then sometimes you now hear the excuse that we are trying to lure them in. They don't need to be lured. They have an expectation. They will still come to church. 
Oh, some of us in 1995, we, grew, we, we, we were hooked on Snoop. But we left Snoop for Ronkenoli and nothing happened. Do you understand what I'm saying? If they were singing Snoop or they were trying to adapt, <laughs> instead of uh, gin and juice, they were now saying uh, uh, water and bread or something weird, we will know that this is not the real thing. We will not stay. We would have gone back to the world. So don't be so pressured to try to lure them in. Then you now start to be like them so that they will feel comfortable. Your job is not to make them comfortable. That's not our job at all. Do you understand what I'm saying? Choir. I wish I was on the mainland. They already think I'm rich. <laughs> but, but that's what I'm trying to say. They have an expectation. You cannot disappoint them. Sing, let them know that we, they, we came to meet God here. Praise God. All right. That needed to be said. Okay, so now, let's rise to our feet. Were we blessed? Okay. Now, the, the, some of the things I'll say very quickly. You can be born again, you can know the word, and all of those things, but the truth is, it is the violence that take it by force. The way I wrote it there, I said the path of the audacious is littered with miracles. Sometimes, if you don't move, you won't see what God will do. You will be happy in your one-room room. Meanwhile, God already has plans for a mansion for you. But he will not give you the mansion if you don't move. This year alone, I can't remember, I can't, I can't toast out how many people we have had that same conversation. That if I did not move, I will not, you won't even know what you are missing. That's the sad reality. It's when we get to heaven. I, I, I don't know if the nation of this is really about that, where they will not just bring a list of everything you should have had. I, I, I wish. I, I pray that that won't be the case because I don't even want to know the things, the kind of house I should be living in, the kind of realms I should be moving. Because sometimes you think it's just about money, but the kind of realms you should be moving, the kind of things you should be declaring and affecting nations, you will never know if you don't move. The path of the audacious is littered with miracles. Praise God. So, we are going to just pray very quickly. Um, it's with you. It's not, it's not, you are not waiting for somebody to make a declaration, although there's a place for that. Um, the value of the dry bones. And that's why we're here. That's why God ordains or orchestrates this kind of meetings, okay? Value of the dry bones. Um, they were in the valley together. Ezekiel and God. Abi. Okay, I'm trying to help us picture something. Ezekiel described everything that was happening. The bones were not together, they were totally separated, blah, blah, blah. He, he described it well, so you can see it. God kept quiet. Then, God asked, what do you see? He said what he saw. Um, um, son of man, can these bones... Let's bring it up. Can these bones uh, live again? Or how do you put this? Can it? Yes, thou knowest. Yes, leave. And then he said, Lord, thou knowest. And then, 
Ezekiel was wise and saying, you know, because I don't. <laughs> I'm saying dry bones, like dead, dry, brittle bones. And saying, you know. Now, what did God do? God said, you say. God did not say. God said, you say. Bones, oh dry boy, he said the word of, is the word of the Lord. Can we not just shorten the process? Is the word of the Lord now. And the Lord is here. Lord, say. Let's come direct from you. No. God said, you say, hear the word of the Lord. Are we getting there yet? We are, we are catching it small, eh? Oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord to these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And then what happened? I will lay sinners, blah, 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 blah. Next verse. So I prophesied as I was commanded. I pro- as I prophesied, there was a shaking. The bones came together. Next verse. Uh, the sinews, blah, 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 came together, but there was no breath in them. Next verse. I prophesied. Speak to the winds. Speak again. Thus said the Lord God, blah, blah, blah. So you are not speaking in your own authority. I prophesied, breath came to the, into them. They lived, they stood up on their feet, and they were an exceeding great army. God is God. You have to speak. The Holy Spirit is the executor. Praise God. If you don't speak, it's still the same word of the Lord. Even in the Old Testament, God said, this is the Old Testament, but God said, um, I will put a blessing. He says, tell them to say. As in, I want to bless the people. Put the blessing in their mouth, then let them say. Do you understand? That's why we have meetings like this. So that, by reason of the fact that God ordained this, and God said, let there be a speaker. When the speaker is speaking, he's speaking, thus saith the Lord. So that when I say that God will meet every single need that is still remaining this year, the promises of this year will not enter next year. Everything will be fulfilled this year. In the name of Jesus. Um, what's that scripture? One second. Very quickly. So there are specific things. And that's why I'm not, I wasn't too much in a hurry to just start making declarations. If you can leave it, what are declarations? Do you get it? You get the principle, I mean? Okay. Um, that's the thing we're writing in too many places. God help me. Okay. Wow. Should we go into this now? <laughs> when God said this to me, I battled with it <laughs> for a while. That's throughout the time <laughs> he said it. So, the way he puts it is this. There are some people that somehow find yourself doing things twice. See, I'm comfortable, I, I know that I'm called, and then I'm comfortable in the fact that I know who called me as well. 
you don't need to encourage me by coming out or raising your hand. I'm good. If there's nobody, I'm very, very fine. Do you understand? So let me say this. Because when he said it, I, I thought. Like, we are not that kind of church. You do things, you have to do things. So the first time you do it, maybe it's an exam. Either they cancel your center. Or you fall sick. Or whatever it is. You want to paint your room. The painter must stop the first time. Now, the second time, you might be the same painter and it will, perfect, it will be getting perfectly. Now, you may not have seen the pattern in it. That's why it was weird to me. I was like, what's that? <laughs> I fought it. But I've learned to speak up. So, you feel like, why must I have to do things twice? Or even more? And eventually, it will be done right, oh. Eventually, you will pass. You are not, you are brilliant. (laughs) Do you understand? So, this is the prayer, and this is how you will agree with me in that it ends today. So, this is the scripture I got. Like the hind, so what they say, I've not really researched on it, that the hind, when they say on hind's feet, that when the hind is running on the mountains, that the exact same place where he places his four uh, paws, is where the back ones land on. He's that accurate with his running. Because the mountains can be very craggy and you understand? So he's very accurate with his steps. So in the name of Jesus, I declare accuracy to your steps. You will not have to do it again. There will be the wisdom. So this is about breaking a mindset. So it might not even be a spirit. I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. It might not be a spirit. It might just be a stronghold. Something in your mind that just keeps you from, from doing it right the first time. Sometimes, you know, you, you, by yourself, you just don't submit. You won't just submit. For some weird reason. So in the name of Jesus, it ends now. Whatever that situation is that you have to do again. Uh, whatever that, that thing that just comes and just holds you back. Whatever the delay is, in the name of Jesus, it ends now. So God was very specific. I I trust that um, the other pastors will cover things that I didn't cover, will make declarations, maybe the way you would like. Second set of people, and it gets even weirder because in Nigeria we don't handle we don't we don't place any real value on this emotional you know when the when, uh, Bible says I gave them um, authority over all manner of diseases a disease is something that removes ease do you understand it must not be headache it must not be cancer sometimes it is mental but because we don't address, we don't, we don't, we make fun of it in Nigeria. We're just getting there. When we're talking about mental health and all those things, even then, when we're saying it, it's still tongue in cheek. So, better pray that I find where he gave it to me because it was heavy. Yes, okay. Three scriptures Psalm, no, we'll do two. Psalm 147 verse 3. 
Psalm 147, verse 3. It says, no, okay. It says, he healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. I pray for healing. You know, we talked about many things. We talked about God fighting for you, God standing up for you, God speaking for you, God showing up for you, God um, um, providing for you, God healing. So this is healing, especially of the mind. Whatever your trauma is, I declare that the balm of Gilead begins to speak. That the balm of Gilead flows. That you experience true healing true deliverance in the name of Jesus. Now this next one is especially for relationships. You know we talk about the mercies of God, Abby, and how God can show up even when we are stupid. Forgive the heavy language, but it's stupidity sometimes. Sometimes just pure arrogance and pride. You have damaged relationships. There are some people you are not talking to. Wife, don't talk to husband. They are separated. All those things. See, there is nothing God cannot repair. The way miracles work, more often than not, God has moved. God is moving. He's waiting for you to meet him. He's waiting for you to bring that jar or to go and... Co- <laughs> the woman that was about to die and they said, go and gather many jars. You have this oil. Imagine if she was fighting with everybody in her neighborhood. This person doesn't greet me. That person wants to steal my husband. No, don't talk to the person that wants to <laughs> don't talk to the person that wants to steal my husband. But <laughs> let's be serious. Imagine if she had no relationship. It will be the two bowls in our house that will fill up. And the minute the bowls stopped, the oil stopped. So, will you say that God is not faithful? So, God is moving on your relationship, but you are very stubborn. You are full of pride. And then, see, this is how it works, eh? A lot of situations, a lot of things, a lot of problems... They start as physical, as carnal, as flesh. When it persists, then a spirit will come and help you. Then it now becomes a spiritual problem. That's how these things work. So you are helping the devil, literally, with your pride. They've talked to you. They've counseled you. They've pulled your ear. Now nobody wants to deal with you anymore. But your relationship is still damaged. You have no relationship. Husband, wife, father, son, mother, daughter, mother, son. Job 37, Job 38, verse 11. Job 38, verse 11. So I'm speaking this. It's up to you to agree with me or not. 
Do you understand? We can either do this in agreement or you can continue. See, <laughs> it's not a threat. But they will, whatever you think your service is to God or to church, God will raise other people. And then you will be the example. So, I speak in the name of Jesus. And I declare, now this is to the proud waves. That's how he puts it. Hitherto shall you come, but no further. In the name of Jesus. He says, here shall thou proud waves be stayed. In the name of Jesus. See, when God said, I did not have this scripture when he told me. The way he even said it was, how did he say it? Um, he does to and no more. That's literally how he said it to me. I know how to go and find scripture. If I say this here, it's like you're causing Lord of the Rings now. But your pride ends today. Your foolishness and your agreeing, your partnership with the devil over your relationship ends tonight. It will not cross this place that we are in now. You are not taking it with you home. In the name of Jesus. What have you gained? Have you even asked yourself? How has this preached the gospel? How has this drawn people to Christ? It hasn't. So what are you doing with the pride? This far. And no more. In the name of Jesus. I declare healing. Over our hearts. Our minds. The soul that has been crushed. By whatever kind of abuse. We don't. We are not negating the abuse. But we are saying that there is healing. And that healing flows today. In the name of Jesus. You are light. As in the heaviness has been lifted in the name of Jesus. That weight. See, sometimes spiritual things will manifest in the physical. You feel like there is a weight. But you are not carrying anything. It is lifted up you, off you right now in the name of Jesus. Now, for that person who, who wants to see God's hand, the Bible says, Romans 8.28, it says, all things work together for good. Most times we stop there. It doesn't just work together for good. It works together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose, not yours. I truly believe, because from the onset, from when I married my wife, I told her, our life is a storybook. Oh, we just need to preach anyhow. So when God knows that this ones will attribute everything, every good and perfect gift that I send their way to me, he will keep sending now. So you want to see God's hand. Align with God. Stop.
stop chasing things. Chase God. The things you are looking for, more than you even think, He will do for you. So that, that was not even a prayer. It's a promise. Do you understand? I'm not praying. That's not a prayer. You just realign your priorities and say that God, this, is, um, this life is for you now. And then start to say, my entire life is a message, is a sermon. That's how it works. I'm willing. I'm willing. Let him use it anyhow. <laughs> Praise God. And then when you say these things, I hope you are not in the flesh and you think that this is pride. With that one, I can't help you. Just give your life to Jesus. Because if you think that anything we are saying here is boasts, there are people that are even doing way more, way more than me. I'm sharing my own story, my own life, so that you can see something and run. You probably have seen something even bigger than that. And I'm happy for you. But that's how it should be. Especially when all the glory is going back to God now. Abby, I'm good. Oh, when my brother was not born again and was really, really misbehaving, I prayed for him for 14 years. That's a miracle. Oh, you think miracles are only just saying, somebody send me a motto, somebody send me a house. No. I prayed for my brother for 14 years. And the day he gave his life, I cried like a baby. He was in church. I cried. Ah, I cried. Because after a while, my prayer was now, God, make him better than me. Because I'm good. Do you understand what I, I'm good in you. So, I'm happy if he's better than me. That was my sincere prayer. It can be better. I'm fine. Praise God. So even if that is the miracle you are seeking for, God still hears. Because all it took was one day. I just got to the office very early. And I started praying. And the Holy Spirit said, so I think it was like, you know when they said the clouds are full. So back to back to back prayers had been pronounced over him. And that day, the Holy Spirit started leading me to say some things. I can't remember any of the things he said. But I know that at that time, as I was saying, it was sounding like jazz. There are levels in this Christianity. <laughs> as in the kind of declarations I was making, it was sounding like incantation. It's good I can remember. <laughs> that Wednesday, he was in church. That Sunday, he gave his life to Jesus. This was on Monday. After 14 years of prayer. So you can't give up. Praise God. So I pray and I declare in the name of Jesus. Lord, we have come for last miracles. Um, the things you said to us at the beginning of the year, whatever is pending, in the name of Jesus, I decree that you will perfect it in the name of Jesus. Where we need mercy, we will find mercy. Where we need grace, we'll find grace. Where we need zeal, we'll find zeal. Where we need people to speak for us, you will raise men in the name of Jesus. Where doors have been closed, I declare in the name of Jesus 
the doors are open unto us in the mighty name of Jesus for every relationship that has been damaged by whatever today we speak healing in the mighty name of Jesus we speak reconciliation in the name of Jesus you are the one that turns the hearts of the sons to the fathers and the hearts of the fathers to the sons in the name of Jesus the fences are mended in the mighty name of Jesus Lord we give you praise this year we will testify of your goodness your glory, your power your mercy, your grace in the mighty name of Jesus Lord we give you all the praise beyond the event today and tomorrow I declare that we begin to see your hand every single day of our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Lord we exalt you we are, you are our God we are your people you have you have a hundred percent responsibility over us we bask in that love we bask in your responsibility over us we bask in your care for us in the name of Jesus uh, the arm of flesh will fail us and we have seen that over and over again we trust you we stay with you in the mighty name of Jesus Lord we give you all the praise and for that person in the house who is not born again see life has not started for you that's facts life has not started life has not started life starts after you give your heart to Christ real life where every day is an adventure <laughs> where you can go from zero to everything like that because it's still the same God that says that a nation can be born in a day. So I declare that your nations will be born in a day. Everything you need and more. That's how God works and more. He's not just satisfied with blessing you. He wants to use you as a channel to bless nations if you will allow it. If you are not born again, you want to give your heart to Christ, you want to start a life with Jesus, you want to go on this adventure, it's an adventure. <laughs> it's an adventure. Oh, around the time where I had that stroke, I was now hearing news. At the very least, I heard of five people. Oh, my uncle just had a stroke. Ah, he died. Ah, my sister had a stroke seven years ago. She hasn't recovered. Like, I don't need to hear this now. Ah, I saw somebody in church. There was a walk. <laughs> the people that have had a stroke, there's a walk. <laughs> when I saw her, I'm like, ah, <laughs> I recognize this. That was around, literally, uh, uh, we just came back. I'm like, I now walked up and I saw that her hand was in her pocket. She had a stroke. She's like, yes. And the hand was already shriveling. You see, it might be happening all around you. It will not come near you. 
I don't know. See, I'm, I'm not, it's not about, <laughs> I'm not lording it over them. I am basking in the mercy and the love of God. So it's not about them. I'm not better than them. I'm not trying to show you that I'm better than them. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm basking in the love of my own father. And I thank God that he delivered me. That's how it works. So, we've said many things. I hope you caught something and you're running with it. So it's not just for now. God will sort you out this year. Don't worry. It's after this year. So that we are now sharing testimonies back to back together. I love when Christians meet and they share testimonies. There's nothing like that. It's sweet. I say, ah, this is what God did. Amen, this is what God did. Ah, this is what God did. Let's meet. Let's have a, a hangout. We are sharing testimonies. That's what I want for us. God bless us. and celebrate celebrate Jesus celebrate Jesus hallelujah ah see don't sit down yet we're still going to celebrate the ministry of Pastor Wale you know this kind of message has asked up I was at the back I'm echoing I don't know what's happening I sat at the back and I said this is the kind of message this is teaching this no he's not preaching us good He's not preaching us good. What he came here to do today is not 